This is Rock Talk with Mitch LaFawn. Mitch LaFawn. Welcome to this episode of Rock Talk with Mitch LaFawn. And uh, joining me on the phone, it is a Canadian singer, a rock voisine. Uh, every so often, I guess it's important to throw in some local color. And uh, this time we are going to go with uh, with rock. Uh, he, of course, is going to be part of this uh, charity concert coming up that will also include Michel Pagliero. The uh, concert is called Rêve dans la nuit. Uh, translated to Dreams in the Night. Of course, uh, there is an English equivalent that this year featured Sheila E. in Simple Plan called Strangers in the Night. And I was at the event. It was a fantastic, fantastic event. And Rêve dans la Nuit uh, is uh, in support of the uh, Charles Bruno Foundation, the Children's Wish Foundation, which is a little bit like Make-A-Wish, and of course, uh, and of course, the Heart and Stroke Foundation. So the uh, concert benefits all of those. And for those of you listening around the world that are not familiar with Rock Voisine, he has been active since 1986. A 33-year career has received the uh, highest civilian honor uh, the government of Canada can bestow, the Order of Canada. And uh, his uh, singles, including 1989's Hélène, uh, was a number one single. Uh, he does very, very well in uh, Belgium, France, and uh, Canada, particularly Quebec. Uh, he has also worked with Richard Marks. Yes, the man who uh, wrote with Vixen, uh, a song in 1996 called Chaque jour dans de ta vie, Every Day of Your life. Anyway, uh, every so often, you know, I, I cover a lot of the uh, hard rock and, and metal guys, but sometimes you got to focus in on stuff that's at home. And uh, anybody who's doing a charity event for a, a Heart and Stroke Foundation, Children's Wish and more, uh, I'm, I'm more than happy to talk to. And if you haven't checked out uh, Rock Voisine, I uh, would suggest that you start off with his uh, 2008, 2009, and 2010 Americana albums. So Americana 1, Americana 2, and Americana 3. These are albums where he covers some of the greatest, most iconic songs uh, known to uh, rock fans, including Johnny Be Good, Pretty Woman, uh, Heart of Gold by uh, Neil Young, of course, Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash, and uh, a lot more. So if you haven't uh, heard of Rock Voisine, or if you haven't heard of these albums, definitely take the chance to uh, to look them up either on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever wherever you get your music and do check them out. And while we're checking stuff out, please head over to loudtracks.com forward slash Mitch for all your Mitch merchandise. And I do have Mitch guitar picks, and I still have to figure out how I'm going to get them to, uh, to fans. But... Uh, while we're waiting for me to figure that out, let's take a listen to the one, uh, the only, recipient of the Order of Canada, songwriter, singer, Rock Voisine. We are speaking with uh, Canadian singer Rock Voisine. He will uh, take part in the Rêve de la Nuit in uh, Laval, Quebec on September 7th. The, money, the uh, gala raises money for the uh, Heart and Stroke Foundation, Children's Wish, and the Charles Bruno Foundation. And uh, on that, Rock Bienvenue, as we say. 
How are you? Thank you. It's a pleasure. Yes, I'm good. I'm I'm good. This is this is fun, actually. You know, I I I, I generally interview the the Kisses and the Metallicas of the world, but when they said Rob Voisin, <laughs> I said, I said, you know what? I'm down for that because that's gonna be it's gonna be different and it'll be interesting. Um, but but let's... Quite, yeah, I I have a quite a different kind of career. Um, yeah, than the Metallicas and the Kisses, I admit. <laughs> Yeah, but but I have interviewed Richard Marks before, and you did do that song with him. So, um, well, you know yeah. what? Let, let's talk about that song with Richard Marks, and then we'll get to the to the foundation and the, and the thing. But talk to me about how a Canadian artist got together with Richard Marks and wrote this great song back in, I guess, nineteen ninety six. Talk to me about working with him because he is a songwriter's songwriter. He's top notch. Absolutely. Well, actually, first of all, I was a fan. Well, I've always been a fan of uh, Richard's work. I was in L.A. at the time working on a record. And we um, we got introduced to each other by um, Don Greer, uh, who was uh, executive producer on my record at the time, uh, who had worked as an A&R for uh, major companies like CBS at the time, had worked with Celine in, in the 90s, had worked with a lot of different people. Um, um, and uh, he wanted me to work with the best songwriters he could possibly find down in the, in, in the U.S. And uh, while I was there, so we traveled from L.A., we went to New York and Nashville, uh, we did a lot of songwriting sessions and uh, uh, knowing Richard's talent and me being a fan, we got introduced to each other and we uh, we started working on, on, on a few things. He uh, co-produced one of my songs. I had... Uh, I, we even had his dad uh, uh, arranged and and having a whole orchestra on one of my songs back then. Uh, it was great. It was great. He's uh, extremely talented, very funny, and he works very fast. Yeah, he does. He, he's <laughs> he got to be able to keep. Yeah, yeah, he got to be able to keep up in the studio. You know, he's he's, he's a hardworking producer. Things have to move. And a great interview. And of course, uh, for folks that might have missed it, the, the album was Kissing Rain and the song was Chaque Jour de Ta Vie. But uh, let's quickly talk about this um, Rêve de la Nuit that's coming up. Uh, part of the money is going to the Heart and Stroke Foundation, which is very important for me because I've actually had two heart surgeries. Talk to me about putting together the, or being part of this charity event and what it means as an artist to be able to be in a position to give back to the community. I think it's very important. I think it's, it's it's pretty natural to wanting to give back to to society, like you say. In in different, we're you know in in different ways. Uh, I have my own charity. Uh, we I, we're always uh, often solicited, to, to, uh, asked by a lot of people to come and 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 sing in in different events. Uh, this is this for me is is a first. Uh, it used to. Uh, uh, they, they, it's a new location uh, in Montreal. They usually do this in the West Island, uh, and they're keeping the West Island uh, event uh, for the same foundations, and they're adding a more francophone event uh, in Laval, Quebec. And it's uh, it's great. Uh, I mean, people are always happy you're there. They they treat you very well. It's for a great cause. 
um, and uh, there's good food. Yeah, the the food the food is a, is a great <laughs> attraction, and uh, uh, I'll just quickly mention the website for folks who want to check it out. It's, it's rêvedanslanuit.ca, and of course they do the strangers of the night. But let's let's look at some of the other stuff in your career. Um, it is coming up to. Uh, 10 years, or in fact, we are, we've, we've passed the 10 years of the first Americana album. Um, for those who, who haven't heard it, you are retaking some of the greatest American songbook stuff, and you've also included uh, Heart of Gold by um, Neil Young in there. Neil, uh, Neil Young, sorry. Yeah, Neil Young. Yeah. And it's funny because there's a band I love out of England called Thunder, and they also do a version, and, I, and that's just such a great song. But talk to me about this Americana this trilogy that came out in 2009, 2008, and 2010, you've got a compilation coming up in October that's sort of going to take the best of those, and you're also going to add some new songs to that. Yes. Uh, the, origi- the idea originally is comes from France. It's quite interesting. Um, I would say about 10 years ago, there was some kind of a country music revival uh, in the French countries of Europe, mainly in France, Switzerland, and Belgium, and um, and our guy working at uh, Sony uh, France um, came to me and said, you know, if there's one guy that can actually redo these um, and and would have a special connection with that public would be you, since you've been doing this for 25 years in this country, and and I've always had a bit of folk and country in in everything I I I, I write and the way I perform. So, um, strangely enough, uh, as a French guy from a French record company who actually uh, came to me with that project, we wanted to do the, the this thing the right way, do the real thing. So I said, sure, we'll do it, but we need to go where country music is uh, made, and if we're going to have to go to Nashville. So uh, we did the three uh cds uh, in nashville over a period of a year and a half and it was a big big success over there and it was a big success here in canada we did uh then we toured on this touring on on that type of music is absolutely it's just great uh we did 250 shows 250,000 people uh all together uh it was great we sold half a million records it is it was a big big success and uh, people have been asking since then when I was going to come back and actually do a bit of touring and maybe bring some new material and do another another CD or something like that. So we decided we're going to put up a compilation with uh, uh, three original, uh, two original songs and one extra cover, and we're going to start touring again uh, in uh, next April next April. April of 2020, and that's going to come on the heels of this acoustic tour that you're going to do as well. Um, talk to me also a little bit about uh, being a, a an artist in Canada that is doing both sort of the French side and the English side. We we know that Céline Dion has done that. We know that Alda Nova has done that. Uh, Larry Gowan or Lawrence Gowan has done a little bit of that. Uh, what were some of the advantages to doing that and having sort of a dual career and what were sort of some of the drawbacks of having a dual career? Well, early in my career, uh, I basically had pretty much three three different careers, a French career in Europe, an English career in Canada, and a bilingualish sort of career in Quebec. Uh, I One of the drawbacks was to try to uh, synchronize 
and 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 uh, uh, manage all that a different, a totally different material coming out in one country than the other one. Having promo, uh, crisscross promos, um, it can be a bit of a headache. Um, and uh, the, the 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 songs, I mean, the, the languages are very different. Um, the uh, uh, the accents on certain words are, are placed differently. Uh, I had to become some kind of a specialist into adapting English. A linguist. You became a songs. linguist. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it 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 it's it's um, I don't know. I, I guess I learned doing it while doing it. And there, there's no, you know, it's not like you can go to class or something like this, you know, and, 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 um, and, um, the, uh, I mean, different people, different countries, different values, um, uh, the con- uh, let's say I do a concert I'm on an acoustic tour right now. So I go to, maybe I go to a, a town in Quebec and I will do a, a, a set there. And then I move to Calgary. Then, Ninety percent of the songs will be different, and it's the same tour. So, so it's that it, it adds up also to the kind of work because you have to learn about a, a concert and a half or uh, all virtually two, two, two song lists, you know, and adapt. Uh, sometimes you hit uh, towns that are quite bilingual, which means you have an audience that's part French and part English. Then you have to speak a bit of French and a bit of English and switch from one to the other and do French songs and English songs at the same time. It's quite exciting, though. I mean, it's over the year, you get to know how to do this and and, uh, it's nothing but boring. I mean, it's 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 uh, it's quite exciting at at night. It's difficult, but but it it makes I mean it makes all it, you're almost two artists at the same time and, and like I said uh, at, at one point I felt like I was you know three different artists at the same time but all together you know with time you know the English audience learns about the French material and the French audience knows all the English material and then you sort of you know, you're able to travel pretty much with the same concert. Let me ask you this, and and I mean this in in a very non-political way, but I'm going to ask you, singing in English, how important was it to maintain a career and expand the borders as to where you could play? Uh, Because, you know, you you look at what Céline Dion was doing in Quebec as a French artist, which was great. She She would do these massive places. She sang at the Olympic Stadium before the Expos, did all kinds of great stuff. But then she sang in English, and boom, all of a sudden... The world was her oyster, and she's doing Las Vegas residencies. How important was it for you to have that English outlet? And, and was it a, a, a very conscious career move? Like, if I, if I want to get out of my little place here, I've got to do this? Well, actually, uh, I, do the, I did, totally did the opposite. I was writing only in English and performing in English at the beginning. Then when I got to, I moved to Quebec. And they said, well, if you want to have any kind of success here, you're going to have to sing in French. So then I started to adapt all my English tunes into French songs. And then Europe and the French, Europe, uh, the Francophone countries in Europe started to happen. And we went over there. And it's only a few years later that I started to have success in in the rest of Canada, for instance, you know, which was an English, you know, 100% English audience. Um, Obviously, you know, uh, if, if, if you can sing in English, I mean, the, 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 
that the numbers multiply. I mean, the the uh, the potential is much 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 greater. There's about 100 million people that speak French in the world, and there's a lot more that speak English. So it's a it's a it's a no brainer. Yeah, and of course, I I I, I do want to insist I meant nothing political about that. Um, Oh, no, uh, I didn't feel it was political. It's Sometimes cultural. when you ask a question about French-English, people go, oh, what do you know? But um, the CBC in uh, July ran an article about the uh, great Canadian songs turning 25 years old this year. And, of course, you were part of that list with I Will Always Be There. Um, mm-hmm. Right? 25 years. Uh, just quickly, let, let's have a 25th sort of anniversary memory about that song, that time, what that single meant to you, what it meant to your career. Oh, it was a, my big English break. Uh, definitely, uh, it was quite an experience. Amazing songwriting experience, uh, performing uh, and recording experience with, uh, of course, David Foster, who came to Montreal um, and uh, uh, asked me if I would uh, write this song with him. So uh, it's a great story, flying down to New York at the Hit Factory uh, Studios. We basically wrote the lyric that day, um, uh, and then I came back home. I had a little house in Vermont, sat by the, 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 the Champlain Lake and just, just wrote the lyrics, went down to New York, sang, and all of a sudden, bang, you know, we performed, uh, the song on the 1st of July, which was Canada Day celebrations, uh, on Parliament Hill, uh, that year. And it was just, uh, I, it, my English career took off. From there, you know, it became a classic pretty quickly. It's, it's quite quite a memory to work with him. It's a great, great songwriter and great producer. Yeah, I mean, it, it's actually been somewhat of a charmed life, right? Um, 1986 is 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 sort of where you get your 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 major league debut, where you you become rock voisin that everybody knows and loves. Talk to me about maintaining a career because there's a lot of guys that come in and they're one hit wonders. They're here today, gone tomorrow. But being a working artist oh, yeah. for over 30 years is an accomplishment. And it's, it's rarefied I, air. And nowadays, I think so. I think so. Uh, I'm not sure I would. I don't know. It, it, I think it's prob- it would probably be much harder nowadays. Um, that very first uh, uh, day in, in July in 86, uh, I must admit, I didn't quite understand what I was getting myself into. Uh, this whole day is a blur to me. I was still um, at Ottawa U. Um, I was in a physiotherapy uh, uh, program. I was studying uh, over there and uh, I got hired to do this gig and I had never really been on stage before and there was like 50,000 people there. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I, we, this is what we, what we say in French, you know, the baptême de feu. I don't know how, how that would translate in English. But Very the, sa- it's, it's actually like the same. Baptism, baptism yeah. by fire. It's the baptism by fire. Yeah, and for folks who don't know, he does this Canada Day yeah. celebration at a place called La Ronde, which is now a Six Flags yeah. it's a amusement park in, in Montreal, yeah. Canada. Yeah. 50,000 people show up, and this sort of young whippersnapper comes out and sings, and you're like, holy yeah. miracle. <laughs> You know, you're yeah, not. You're, know, this is not a I high know. school gymnasium, right? No, no, it's it's pretty. It's a blur. So, what's what's good about a thirty year career? You know, you get to play in front of fifty, and you get to play in front of the Eiffel Tower, in front of eighty thousand people. You get to play in front of fifteen million people on TV live. 
on an outdoor concert. And at the same time, you can sit in front of 200 people with a couple of musicians with a guitar and have just have just as much fun. Uh, so it's good. I, 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 I feel pretty good about being able to do it in French and in English, uh, to be able to play with uh, a symphonic orchestra and sing in huge places, huge theaters and, and, and performing centers and do the same thing just by myself with the guitar. It's quite fulfilling, actually. You know, it, it's, it's great. It, it, it's For amazing. 30 years. For 30 years. <laughs> I mean, listen, uh, yeah. there, there's a few out there. You've got your Kisses and your Rolling Stones and maybe Paul McCartney, but there's a lot of, there's millions more who have never gotten past the one-year mark, for example. So it's it's rarefied That's air. True. Um May fourth. Well, most of, the, most of the people thirty years ago really thought I was going to last maybe a couple months, but you know, hard work and good songs is, is a great combination. Yeah, there you go. Uh, May fourth, nineteen ninety-five. You are awarded uh, one of Canada's greatest honors, the Order of Canada, Officer of the Order of Canada. What does that mean to you? Is it just a nice pat on the back, or is it like, wow, this is something above and beyond? Well. Uh, at 30 years old, when I, this is a funny story, I'm I'm, I'm somewhere in, in in Canada in a restaurant with um, with my girlfriend at the, at the time, and we're sitting and we're having a, a meal. It's a fancy restaurant, and I put my uh, I'm wearing my pin uh, of the Order of Canada, and uh, I'm quite young. I'm 30, 31, 32 years old, and. Uh, uh, I go up to go to the laboratory and this lady, older lady comes up to my girlfriend at the time and says, I notice, you know, she's wearing the same pin. And she says, I'm, I noticed that he's uh, wearing a pin that looks a lot like uh, a pin, you know, uh, the Order of Canada. Is, is it his father's? She was wondering if I was wearing my father's pin. And my girlfriend says, no. No, it's his. You know, it's pretty young. You know, to be to 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 be decorated, uh, uh, and and I must admit, at the at the time, you're not quite sure what it means. Uh, 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 there's a lot of reverency around this, and a lot of a lot more than just you know a, a, a fancy pat on the back, and and you don't quite understand what it's really worth. I think when you're younger uh i'm 56 now i i get i think i get it a little more yeah i feel pretty proud yeah now 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 that you have a chance to sort of reflect upon it um i'll ask you just two more questions before we 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 pack up today but uh new music we know you're doing the americana uh, compilation but what's the sort of the place for you for new music does does the marketplace you know does it want new music does it yeah, it's, it's, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think the. Well, I, I don't think. I uh, there's little room, less and less room for new music. Um, although I don't see why people wouldn't want to listen to new music, uh, new songs from their favorite artists. I think the problem doesn't lay in uh, doesn't lie in, in 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 the audience. I think the problem lies in in the people that are actually wanting or not wanting to play it. Um, and, and it's a bit discouraging. Uh, I must say, uh, um, we're not really selling records anymore. Um, the, the, 
you come up with a new record, you have to find a, a fancy ways or to in order to get to your audience because it's it's the major problem is how to get that new music to your old audience. Um, it's 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 the motivation also because of that is 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 uh is quite different um uh, i think working for other people is probably going to be the solution for me uh writing for other people which i haven't done much I've been too busy with my own career uh so i think um in the next few years i will hopefully be writing for other uh um, other writer uh other uh, singers uh, bands and stuff like that which would be a, a new adventure for me because uh, it's quite different to write for someone else than to write for yourself. Um, you have to be able to adapt. But I have a, I think I have good training because I've I've been fortunate to work with so many great songwriters in America and in Europe over the years, and work uh, as a team. Uh, I believe uh, you write better songs when you, there's a couple of you. You know, uh, it's a bit like studying. You know, when you're stuck, someone else takes over takes a song a little further down the road and uh, works faster, you know, nowadays and you need to produce them pretty quickly. So um, that would definitely be uh, uh, a new direction for me. And uh, that would certainly motivate me to keep on writing songs because we, you know, we always have things to say. There's always new things coming up. You know, I'm raising my two boys. Uh, there's, there's plenty of, uh, there's plenty of inspiration there. Uh, we just need nowadays to find uh, the motivation. I think uh, this would be a new way of doing my craft. Well, it's a good way to is. it's a good way to stay creative because uh, I, I talk yes. to a lot of the older artists and they're they're happy going out to do the ten fifteen song greatest hits show, but they're like, man, I still got all these ideas coming to my head, and I've got to put them somewhere. So it's a, that's actually a very smart. Yeah, you got to be smart. Yeah, you got to you got to be smart about it, and and and, uh, the, and and you need to adapt to the new reality. You know, if you don't adapt to the to that new reality, then then you disappear. So I think for me, this is one of one of the options that I have, which uh, I will definitely look into shortly yeah it's a great option and uh, of course you do have the uh, the acoustic tour that you are currently on it will bring us all the way to france and belgium uh just uh, talk to me about that and and what it's like to sort of strip down the songs and 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 get the, i mean i know you've done acoustic songs on albums but it, the whole show is always more interesting more intricate and arrangements sometimes change talk to me about that yes yes you need you, some songs don't quite don't change much but some of them you really have to adapt them for uh, for uh, that kind of concert uh, sometimes you rediscover uh, old tunes that you've never done that fit better uh, on a format like an acoustic concert than it, they would you know on a pop record or something like that so so um, uh, uh, putting a, an acoustic concert together uh, it needs a, a little extra work but has uh, um, 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 how should I say it? it it's got as uh, it, it's nice surprises also. Uh, and uh, what I do is I make sure uh, we we come out with a few uh, few classic tunes, and then um, always line up a few songs that we either have never done in concert or some some obscure song 
off or an obscure record somewhere down the line. And all of a sudden you sit down, you revisit it, you rearrange it with a couple of guitars and a piano and people think it's a new song and, and it fits perfectly, you know, and you get the audience a chance to, you know, always coming out with the same 15 tunes, I think is a big mistake for any artist. I know we would, you 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 want to play the classics, but uh, you know people, especially nowadays, will come back to see you if you have something new to give them. Uh, you have to reassure them with the classics, but you need to put something else in there, and you need to, uh, to surprise them. You need to to take them off guard, and you need to to and 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 it's and it's a show. It doesn't matter if it, if there's only a couple of musicians with you. Uh, you know the emotions are there. And you want them to remember things and live things and, and not just sing along on songs that they've heard all their lives. That's, and that's, that's why I think with a philosophy like this on, on stage, that's why I do a hundred concerts a year still because people want to come back because basically they say he's going to play all the tunes we like and he's going to have some new things in there and surprises and, and he's going to play songs, you know, we haven't heard in a while or I think it's important. It's it's absolutely important, and and it, it you know it, it also reveals a good song. If you can play any song, uh, whatever oh, yeah. on an acoustic guitar, that's when you know you have a great song. And of course, you know Brian Adams did the yeah. Bare Bones tour with him and a piano a few years ago, and it was brilliant. It was yeah. absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah. Especially if you have a good song list, you know, and you can you can play around that song list and and and, and work the the arrangements and stuff, and and people will. Will, will will respond well to a a a, a cool like new keen idea on a no tune that they've learned to be and and then known all their lives. You know they like that. Yeah, they absolutely do. Uh, rock, I could go on forever, but I will remind folks: rockvoisine.com and Rêve dans la nuit, September seventh in Laval. You can go to rêvedanslanuit.ca. And uh, this has been an absolute thrill. Uh, you know. It, it's outside of Thank my you. comfort zone, but I I loved doing this. I, I this is my creative. This is my acoustic tour going go, <laughs> going. This is this is me changing my arrangements. But um, yeah, Thank so do you very much. yeah, merci. And of course, uh, check out the dates on uh, rockvoisine.com. They run all the way. Uh, the last date I see here is on September twelfth, twenty twenty. So you you've got a whole year ahead of you. Oh, so. we, we're gonna yeah. There's gonna be more until twenty twenty two. So it's coming. Yeah, there's lots. Merci, Rock. Thank you. Thank you very much. Cheers now. Bye-bye. Bye. You're listening to Rock Talk with Mitch LaFond. Rock Talk.